Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Jason, I have got what is relatively typical for people to get when they are in sub 30 degree weather with rain and snow, a bit of a sniffle. In COVID times, I might as well be a leper right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't be going out like that. No, nope. no, 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 no. I have been uh, locked down at home, even though I just had a sniffle for like one day. And uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> and you just shut everything down, right? Because better safe than sorry. So no, not going to see the in-laws, not doing nothing. Um, just staying at home and trying to stay away even from the family in my own home right now. Just because yep. you can't be too careful. No, you can't. No, you can't. And I, we talked about this on the show before. It's like uh, I have allergies and in the mornings here in L.A., like anybody with allergies, is just a sniffle fest, Yep. you know, and you kind of have to ride it out before you can put your mask on <laughs> and go to the grocery store. Otherwise, you might just get shivved in the frozen food section. Yeah. Yeah. So good times. I actually, have good pretty, times. I actually think it might even just be allergies because it's very specific and oh, it's usually only in the morning. But uh, again, you, you, you know, be, be the good guy. Be safe. Be like Bob. As the memes go. Yeah, I think I think what people need to realize right now, it's at least in L.A., what I'm trying to get people to understand is there are two different reasons to leave the house. One is you want to leave the house. You want to go see family. You want to go see <laughs> friends. You want to go do something really fucking stupid. Then on the other hand, there's need to leave the house. You need food. You need toilet paper. You need baby formula. Do not confuse the two. If you want to go outside fucking don't. If you need to go outside, do it carefully, do it quickly, and get the fuck back home. <laughs> there you go. So part of my uh, just sitting around at home thing has been, uh, obviously, it's it's Christmas season, and we're all trying to cheer each other up. It's been Christmas for quite some time for a lot of us, basically. <laughs> it has been, yes. yes. <laughs> for seven months. So I've, I've been having the Lady in the Tube play, uh, you know, just basically just saying Lady in the Tube, play us some Christmas classics, and uh, you know, a bit of eggnog and some, um, some you know, uh, bit of a going crazy stir stir brain from being at home and not doing anything else i got to thinking the other night uh what i what really hit me and you know because we have ladies in the tube now and you can say lady in the tube when was this song recorded all the christmas classics that we listen to uh for for listeners that are about our age they were mm -hmm. brand new songs for our parents huh now that's really true and it's a mind fuck think about it <laughs> <laughs> because okay. and then I did a deep dive, like I went into the Wikipedia of Christmas music and all that. It was basically just religious songs up until right around 1940. Maybe okay. the 30s is when the first couple songs really started to be recorded. But you got your Bing Crosby's and all that. Every single song that we hear when you say play Christmas classics, and we think that these songs have been around forever, they were brand new when our parents were kids. They were hearing those songs for the first time. They had never been recorded before. Now, huh. tell me that's not a mind fuck. That is crazy, crazy. When did O Tannenbaum come out, O German friend? I don't know that one specifically. <laughs> um, that's probably a bit more of a, a classic one, but certainly the recordings that we know uh, very well about them were probably yes. brand new for our parents. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially like, you know, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Guessing uh, that's not an old Norse tradition. No, definitely not. <laughs> I believe that was an advertising jingle originally, actually. Probably. So, so there you go. And I wanted to give a quick reminder to all the uh, folks out there listening. Uh, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, I don't know if we ever really mentioned it. We certainly never push it on the show, but we will right now. Just a reminder of what you get. You usually get early access to the episodes, depending on our recording me. and Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and they me. are ad free. So, uh, and you can stream those into your players as you wish. You'll get a link for that. So, um, you know, it's a little plus and, you know, help us out for the holidays. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's literally the least we could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as I put the show into publish, cause they come out at midnight usually, uh, when we're ahead of time, which hopefully we are more often than not, especially lately, then uh, yeah, they come out immediately on Patreon. I just, I put it in, I hit post and then I move on to the rest of the stuff. So, and yes, ad free. Yes. Now a little follow up here. I thought this one was pretty funny. Uh, this is over at Jalopnik and it says, I paid $250 to drive for Lyft last year. And uh, he breaks down his operating costs and, you know, what he basically paid in taxes and reimbursements and all that stuff. But it basically, uh, he says, my car is now essentially worthless. But I knew that was a possibility as a full-time driver. And, yeah, he technically paid about $250 to work. Yep. How's that uh, gig economy working out for everybody? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Uh, the previous year, he did make $5,000. So he did, you know. Wow. That's a... Yeah. Yeah. Big money. Big money. No whammies. (laughs) And Brian, do you remember the Domino's lawsuit that we talked about with the uh, ADA and the Americans with Disabilities Act and all that goodness? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, cue predatory lawsuits now. (laughs) I put uh, some stuff in the show notes here just for you so you could see uh, a letter that my friend got from an attorney. Mm -hmm. And basically what they do now is they send out scrapers to websites for mom and pop shops. This guy doesn't have a, you know, it's not a big uh, company that he has. But they send these things out there and then they say, okay, well, you're not in line with the ADA. We're going to come after you and you need to pay us money types, mm-hmm. of, th- types of stuff. Right. And it's not even like anybody with disabilities that are, that's looking at this. They're robots. Robots are going out and doing this shit. Yeah. And here's the really fucked up part. So my friend's site is hosted on Weebly. It's a drag and drop builder that's yes. owned by Square. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. They have no access to the source code on Weebly. Mm-hmm. My friend called Weebly, and Weebly's like, uh, we believe that you be fucked because we ain't going to change shit for right. you. Yeah. So now my friend is in the process of Weeble wobbling his way out of Weebly. <laughs> and because uh, if you can't fix it and he's going to get sued and it's, you know, I think the basics are like fifty to $75,000 dings on right. this. Yeah. So it's just uh, this predatory bullshit and i looked up this attorney he's he's a total douchebag down in san diego yeah and i'm sure that there's going to be lots and lots of these people what's this guy's name i i, I would just say his name why not uh actually you know what it's the holidays and i don't feel like dealing with douchebags so we're not going to say <laughs> I, I his don't name feel like getting a letter from them personally <laughs> yeah me so, either me if this either. guy's already going to pursue this kind of crap look uh you know, smart companies uh, and smart lawyers would make an immediate partnership with web design development companies and say, we can either sue you for this amount of money or you can hire yep. our friend here to fix your site for you at the low cost of $50,000. Exactly. Or forty nine nine ninety nine. <laughs> exactly. Earl Scheib, the web yep. development company. 
<laughs> we'll save you a dollar. <laughs> so, yeah, keep your eye out for this, people. It's it's out there, and it is complete and utter bullshit. I'm relatively sure GOG.show is not ADA compliant. Uh, pretty sure we can fix it if we are, though, if we aren't. Yes, you know? because we have a, a WordPress site. We have a WordPress site. We have access to source code. These drag and drop builders, they, they they don't have access to that, which means I bet these guys are specifically going after drag and drop builders like this where people can't actually fix the problem. Oh, yeah. Just troll the sites. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for that, folks. Keep an eye out for that. In the news... Well, I'm sitting there watching CNN last night, looking at the scrawl go by, having mm-hmm. a nice uh, nice cup of uh, eggnog, just relishing in the fact that the Electoral College is the greatest institution on the planet because there wasn't <laughs> one bad elector out there this no, time. No, but there's, Amazing. there's shadow electors, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whatever so, those are. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yes, we have a new president. It has been, uh, eh, well, until not yet. <laughs> January 21st can't come <laughs> soon enough. Uh, so anyway, I'm reading reading the, the scroll, having my nog, and I saw this come by. And it's like the Federal Trade Commission is going after nine of the major social media firms and uh, asking them for all of their data on how they track data and things like that. And I was like, say what? I know. I saw this, too. It made me very excited. I almost spilled my eggnog. <laughs> yes. This is uh, I mean, this is something that has been on my wish list for uh, since the Internet. And uh, yeah, they want to. They're basically saying to all the biggies, uh, what exactly are you doing with the data? Yeah. And what exactly what what data do you actually have? Yes. You know, it's and like, OK, how are you uh, using algorithms? Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll this thing back about five years, ten years now, and say, "Hey, this is what they should have done back in the day." Yep. Uh, but now it's like, okay, might be a day late and a dollar short. You know, the cows have left the barn and the barn's on fire and all that good, you know, all that good <laughs> stuff. But um, and this isn't part of anything that this is. This is like an exploratory panel right now, mm-hmm. which means they probably won't even reply. Because <laughs> it's like, okay. You know what we well, need to do? Uh, we need to get the San Diego lawyer on the case. Exactly. <laughs> let's get that let's get that asshole on it. So it's just I, I was just amazed. I was amazed. Uh yeah. I mean, this is something I want to see happen. I, I want to uh a hundred percent uh try to figure this out. Um, you know, it, this is really interesting and this is stuff we should know. This is uh this isn't like black box, so let's uh we don't want to know how the sausage is made stuff. This is very much yes, we want to know how the sausage is made because we're the sausage <laughs> we're the sausage exactly so here it, it, tell me brian which one of these doesn't belong discord facebook reddit snapchat tiktok twitch twitter whatsapp and youtube which one of those doesn't belong uh what's the odd man out discord tiktok why tiktok because that is the chinese company out of all of those oh okay i see what you're saying yeah well no, is it though <laughs> Well, it still I mean, is, as far as we point, know. <laughs> at this point, it's a bit like saying Facebook is a U.S. company. I mean, technically it is, but it, I mean, this shit's all global now. They've got offices everywhere. Yeah, but there you're talking TikTok about you, U.S. offices. There are, but I mean, just how, how long have we been talking about TikTok where they have to divest their Chinese interest? And in, yeah. so they're mainly a Chinese company at this point still, because yeah. nobody knows what the hell they're supposed to be doing. That's true. <laughs> 
I just thought that was fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh wait, I got another fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FTC is also suing Facebook for illegal monopolization. Where the <laughs> fuck has the FTC been for the past 10 years? I don't know, man. Apparently they hit the nog early too because <laughs> they had some nog in Red Bull because they're really like, you know, on a tear here. I know. I'm very excited about this as well. Yeah, yeah. Even though that most of their teeth have been pulled with all of the defunding of the FTC and their litigation arm. But uh, hey, yeah, screw it. Let's try it anyway. (laughs) So they're they're going after Facebook uh, uh, basically about the WhatsApp and Instagram buyouts, saying that they stifled competition. They did and uh, continue to do so. So they're going to be uh, investigating that, seeing if uh, they need to roll back those mergers. But the problem is the FTC approved those mergers. So yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a little – that's a little tough. No, no take backs. That's yeah. what Zuckerberg's just – he's got a T-shirt that just says, you know, no take backs. <laughs> well, he's got his own other problems right now. I particularly enjoyed this article. Facebook kowtowed to conservatives and got nothing in return, which is basically mm. what we're seeing play out right now. Uh, uh-huh. We've all known, you know, it's, it's been a lot about the about how you know liberal media has been getting a free pass and conservative media is being stifled that has been even though conservative media continues to scream to the rooftops this is happening we know it hasn't happened we've talked about it on this show about actually facebook actually promoted conservative media over liberal media that's the reality that's what happened because they were worried about it so they basically gave conservative media a free pass and let them do what they wanted and uh they kind of hoped maybe they'd get something out of that but <laughs> no it's a no. conservative uh it's a conservative government right now that is uh basically trying to screw them and the this article points out that you know they did just enough to tick off conservatives to basically t- say that uh everything that you did to help them yeah didn't count for shit well, you know, they lost the election, so there you go. <laughs> they, they they didn't go far enough. Nope, not enough. So you have to kind of go all in. You got to be parlor to make them happy, and even parlor isn't <laughs> making the conservatives happy these days, apparently. So no, apparently not. <laughs> and then I saw this article, and I thought this was really interesting. Now you know I'm not a gamer at all, but uh, I saw this new lawsuit exemplifies an existential debate in sports video games. So this is basically three Californians are saying that uh, the video game publisher Electronic Arts is secretly manipulating them and suing. Uh, The basics being here that there is AI technology known as dynamic difficulty adjustment in its FIFA, Madden, and NHL games, three of the biggest sports games on the planet. And mm-hmm. they're basically suing to say, you're juicing these games to make us spend more money. Okay. Because you can buy things like loot boxes and all that sort of crap. Uh, loot boxes should be outlawed no matter what. Oh, I but... agree with that 100%. I, when I yeah. first got, did my little dive into playing, I was played one of the Star Wars games on my phone. Oh, and, that was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I, I didn't know any of this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, this is getting a little boring. I need, to, I need to amp my game up a little bit. And I bought a loot box and got like nothing. I'm like, yeah, exactly. What? That's why that's why they say it's gambling because you're you're giving money and you don't know what you're going to get in return. That's why it's, uh, EA had to go fix that Star Wars game. Yeah, because it was all based on loot crates and everybody's just like, no, excuse me. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. So they got into this a bit more. And uh, according to Tom Brabs, who is a, an actual FIFA coach who runs a YouTube channel called Brabsy TV, having recorded and studied hundreds of my own games along with other people's, I've drawn too many comparisons to just pass this off as merely nonsense. It honestly would not surprise me if this tech is being used. So, yeah, there's there's a real thing here. And if you go back through EA's patents and various things that they've gotten, they've definitely, like, 
they've got this technology. So it's almost impossible to prove that they're using it, but it's there. So the lawsuit may reveal something here. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. like uh, you're juicing it. As soon as you get good, you increase the difficulty to make us spend more money to keep playing the game. I'm sorry, when did, when but were games just like when did games become so evil? I'm sorry, but they've always been that way. Uh, this is this is why I called bullshit on this. If you go back to oh, say Mortal Kombat in the '90s, you know, okay, you're you're playing the computer. The computer gets harder as you go. Mm. That's the way it works, and it costs you more quarters. Because you're not good enough as the computer, so you have to keep paying and making it no, go. No, there's this a is, there is a definite difference here, Jason. Now nah, imagine I don't if, think so. Imagine I don't if think the so. Mortal Kombat was actually harder because the player was better. It did do that. That's what I'm trying to get to. Only as you got further along into the game. Uh, there, there were levels where it would there was tweak, no magic it would tweak AI the difficulty. Slider in there. You know Bullshit. It. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it wasn't called AI back then, but it was dynamic difficulty for damn sure. Hmm. For damn sure. You forget where I used to work. Right. I used to work at a place where they made the fucking thing. Oh, I thought you know? Uh Midway. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that shit is real. It's always been there. That's why it's just like, okay, now they might be just dipping a little too hard into the box of loot to get more loot. But that stuff has always been Well, it's been also there. become a much bigger business now, hasn't it? I mean, people's, people actually make a living playing these games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, well, we'll see how this one plays out. But loot boxes should definitely be banned across the board no matter what. If you want to buy an upgrade, buy an upgrade, you know? Agreed. That's just all, that's all I'm saying. Yep. Um, so have you ever heard of strip chat? I'm a married man. Of course not. <laughs> okay. No, I have actually haven't heard of them. <laughs> I haven't either. Okay. I'm, I'm single. I'm like, I haven't heard of them either. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, it's apparently like a cam bot type of thing. All right. And uh, so I just like this because I put this one in here because it was just funny and we need a little more funny. Strip tat, <laughs> strip tats, strip chats, AI powered anal itics <laughs> helped it reach nearly 1 billion new users in 2020. Our team has developed a machine learning algorithm to identify particular sex acts within the live streaming video. We've called our AI analytics and it analyzes live video as it happens, allowing us to bring live anal and live blowjob scenes happening at the very moment right to the eyes and hands of our users. <laughs> God. In it 2020, a, the total traffic to both categories approximately doubled. It brings so. a new visceral meaning to our saying, analytics are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And all they did was add a dash. Of they course. added a dash in yeah. a press release. But I just thought that was just too damn funny. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. But uh, let's, let's yeah. keep on the porn continuum here because okay. there was a big story uh, that came out. Pornhub just purged all unverified content from its platform. They are removing- I would like to state before you get going into this that Pornhub is so big that this was on the morning news, like on <laughs> on like ABC, CBS, and NBC this morning on my regular TV. That's how big Pornhub has become. Look, Please continue. Yeah, <laughs> I would like Pornhub added to that list of people about uh, what data they're collecting and what they're doing uh-huh. with it because I would I would argue Pornhub is probably bigger than Facebook. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Pornhub is removing all videos. On its site that weren't uploaded by official content partners or members of its model program. And let's be honest, that's not a big bar to get to. <laughs> oh, you, no. you fucking upload a picture and you're part of its model program and you yeah. agree to give them some of your money, right? So 
Yeah, so this came after last week. Uh, basically, there was a piece in the New York Times opinion section that followed the lives of child sexual abuse victims whose videos were uploaded to the platform. So MasterCard and Visa basically did an investigation and said, you cannot use our cards anymore. That's it. Mm-hmm. So you cannot, people cannot pay for their, who pays for Pornhub? People cannot <laughs> yeah. pay for their Pornhub <laughs> using MasterCard and Visa anymore, which is a big deal because obviously this is how they make money from the dumb people that actually pay. Uh, so there you go. Bob's your uncle. So part of this process now to to make things right and, and get their big business back in business is uh, we're going to pull absolutely everything that we know could possibly potentially slightly be illegal. Yeah. So what this actually means is that Pornhub, unlike every other social network out there like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or Snapchat or Twitter, will actually have verified content that has been reviewed. They are actually going for the we're not just a platform argument. (laughs) Now, think about this for a second. Of all the big companies out there, it's a porn company once again leading the way and doing what all these other companies should be doing, which is modify or mod- modifying, not modifying, moderating, uh, moderating <laughs> their content. And the, yes. they issued the statement, in today's world, all social media platforms share the responsibility to combat illegal material. Solutions must be driven by real facts and real experts, Pornhub's announcement says. We hope we have demonstrated our dedication to leading by example. <laughs> Take that, Zuck. <laughs> now, having said all that, I would like to point out that the only reason that they are doing it is because their business was threatened. It's mm-hmm. not like they're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. Oh, no, God, no, 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 no. MasterCard and Visa literally have them by the balls. Yes, they so. got pulled kicking and screaming into doing this, but it is funny. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, good. God bless Pornhub. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Oh, I just, I, 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 so many, I'm just going to move on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> and thus so, ends or, our porn segment. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, since, well, yeah, we could tie this one in. Oracle has been getting fucked by the state of California for far too long. It's decided, for some strange reason, we're going to Texas. Well, this is, uh, no laws. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No that's regulations, true. No, laws, no taxes. No taxes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, you know, we've been saying this for a while that Silicon Valley is just unraveling. You know, HP's mm-hmm. gone. Now Tesla's leaving and now Oracle. And uh, Chris, a friend of the show, Chris Lockhead, called it uh, the Silicon Valley Texodus. <laughs> but uh, I would like to call it the great bait and switch because after this last week, we know that Texas has a, you know, a hair up its butt. And they're going to get all of these companies to get to Texas. And then they're going to try and leave the union. They're all like, yeah, let's secede, let's secede, which we hear every fucking time. You know what? And they never do Let it. Them. Go. Yeah. Try and it. I think we should, exactly. We should call it Texit because, you know, Brexit has been so good so far for the for Great Britain, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, man. But uh, the fucked up part is only the unwashed masses that work for these companies are going to be the ones that have to move to Texas because oh, yeah. the bosses have said, you know what? We're rich. We're rich, bitch. Uh, And if there was ever any doubt that Larry Ellison is a supervillain, he has moved to Lanai, which he owns 98% of. Yep. (laughs) Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh Well, he's not the only one because uh, Hawaii is apparently good for all supervillains. Let us not forget that uh, Mark Zuckerberg owns a shit ton of Kauai. 
Oh, God. And he lives there, well, part-time, anyways. So, yeah, uh, Hawaii, good for supervillains and and me. I like Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> a little farther to get there now, though. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be more Caribbean man now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just head down to uh, the Grand Caymans. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's enough supervillains down there to choke a horse. True, but, or at least yeah, a lot of their money. Well, they're the good supervillains because you don't know who they are. Right. <laughs> that's that's the sign of a proper supervillain. <laughs> anyway, I saw this one and I just had to chuckle. Former Salesforce chief scientist announces new search engine to take on Google. Okay. Richard Socher, a former chief scientist at Salesforce, uh, he's an AI guy, right? Right. He has decided, to, obviously, to spend a butt ton of money and bought you.com. Okay. And this is going to be a new search engine. That is based on trust, built on kindness and facts, and uh, and, <laughs> and will never exist. <laughs> this is yeah, this is ridiculous. This will go away. We'll never hear about this again. I did sign up for it. I'm on the wait list. I'm on the wait list <laughs> I too. See. And that's yeah. Uh, that's the one thing about this is they're using that 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 wait list tactic, which I hate so much. It's like, okay, you're on the wait list. Now, here's 17 other things that you can do to, to get, get bumped up, up the way. Yeah, so my code will be in the show notes if you By would like way, to that's go get on the wait list yourself. Using that bullshit uh, method to promote yourself is a good way to start on your kindness and trust and facts. Exactly. What a, <laughs> I, you know, I was just like, hypocrite, motherfucker. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app, and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. This episode is brought to you by Mood. Have you ever thought about elevating your THC experience, not to just feel good, but also to boost your creativity, focus, and energy? Well, I have some exciting news for all you cannabis enthusiasts. Mood has just launched their most potent product yet, introducing the hemp-based THCA flower. This edition marks a new era in the legal THC world, and it's something you've got to try, along with Mood's fantastic range of flower, gummies, vapes, and more. And here's a treat. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. I tried several of their products from the Uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say each provided a unique, enjoyable high. 
My favorite, definitely the creative strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and had me breezing through my projects. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA Flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flour and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order in a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com, code GOG for 20% off your order in a free THCA pre-roll. Elevate your mood with Mood today. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Security? Ha! We're joined this week by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast and also the co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy as well as surveillance and privacy. And Dave, it's apparently bring your kid to work day. <laughs> well, it's bring, bring your, your furry to, to work day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're, would, would he, I guess. I, I, well, his I, name is Furry Jr. on the on the window here. Yeah, so he's, yeah. I was going to I was going to say, should I refer to him as a cub but i suspect <laughs> that probably Ooh. could mean something completely different i don't want to step i don't want to step in that don't want to uh, step there yeah i think that i think no. that might be a, a label to call the child protective service i see, so, uh, I, see. I, I do well, have a quick question for jack before we get too too much further here uh how often on a uh, like say five to six times a day does your dad break out into song and dance around the house probably um Five to six times, maybe. Okay, that's what I. That's kind of what I pictured. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's true. I would say. I'd say that's accurate. So, for those who are not familiar, this is my son Jack. This is my youngest son Jack. He has uh, just turned fourteen. Uh, he's been a guest on the Cyberwire a few times, but this is his first time on Grumpy Old Geeks. So, Jack, welcome. Yes. Thank you. You're finally old enough to be on Grumpy Old Geeks. Finally, <laughs> cut off his fourteen, I guess. Uh, well, certainly humor-wise, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's You're right true. in the butter zone for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, gentlemen, since we have a, an expert and uh, an expert junior with us here, let's talk a little bit about The Mandalorian. And uh, I found this last week after watching the episode because I was unaware of some of the, uh, the back history of this latest episode, uh, Operation Cinder. Now, this apparently comes from a video game, and since there's only one person here now that has probably played this video game, Jack, can you uh, tell us a little bit about Operation Cinder? 
Yes. Um, so Operation Cinder was a plan in, inputted by the Emperor after his uh, not untimely death. Dim- right, not death, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, his you know final stand that he put in place for when he dies. Uh, and it was the Emperor, the Empire had all these satellites and they like struck laser, like weather lasers at planets to make all sorts of hurricanes and tsunamis and that type of stuff to wipe out planets and empire soldiers that were left. It's not completely stated like how widespread, if it was all the galaxy, if it was only a couple planets. But that's essentially what it was. So it was kind of, uh, if I can't have the galaxy, nobody can, so I'll destroy right. it all. Huh. Something to look forward to before January. <laughs> right. Yeah, serious. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Operation Cantaloupe. <laughs> that's called. Uh, now, this came out of Battlefront 2, right? Uh, right. Uh, you play as a pilot. You start right after the Battle of Endor. You play as a TIE fighter pilot that is... Uh, questioning her allegiance to the Uh empire see i I was not aware i I mean i was aware of the fact that there were animated series that i have not watched that have become canon but i was not aware that actually some of the video games are canon now as well who knew yeah Yeah. well jack knew so there you go (laughs) what's funny is i actually have battlefront 2 and i started to play it but i didn't quite get far enough into it to get to the you know, the the nuts and bolts of it. So maybe I'll go back and play it. It sounds interesting. It was definitely yeah. an enjoyable episode, but uh, as much as it can be with Bill Burr in it, because I, I am a big Bill Burr fan as a comedian, and it still bumps me to see him in Star Wars universe. Oh, that makes me so happy. I think it's one of the best casting decisions ever. Plus, I love when uh, Bill's on the I show. I mean, who knew that Boston was part of the Star Wars universe? Hey man, <laughs> the way it goes. Well, there's they've got. I mean, they've got Brits, so that, why not true. Bostonians, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I I like I like Bill Burr. I think he's a good choice. I was happy to see him back. As Jack and I were discussing after we watched the most recent uh, episode, I was a little surprised that they sent him on his way. That they didn't ask him to, since he knew knows Imperial stuff, and they're heading towards an Imperial ship. Why not keep him? With them, maybe they don't trust him. Maybe they're just, you know, this way they can bring him back later. I, I as Jack said, I think he will most likely be back, right, Jack? Right. There's no, I don't think there's any way that they're not going to bring all these characters back. Yeah, I, I was actually reading a, 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 a an article about it as well, saying that uh, they kind of almost have to bring him back because you can tell that they're building up to a magnificent seven type moment, and you need seven. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Seven's good. Seven's good. Yeah, sticking with sticking with the Western theme exactly, and all that good exactly. stuff. Yeah, that's a good. Point. Wonder which town they're going to have to save when they get all seven together. I don't know. It <laughs> feels like they've saved almost every small town in the universe already in this season. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of their thing. Yeah. Bilber's uh, story with Star Wars is quite interesting. He didn't. He was he was a Star Wars hater at first. Yes. yes. He was not a uh, very fond of the series. You know and what I, he is fond of, though? A paycheck. I was yeah, going to say money. Bill Kaching Burr. He was hesitant right until uh, John Favreau gave him the digits. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So what do you guys uh, – we've got one more episode to go this season. Oh, that's it? Any, yeah, Aww. that's it. We're yeah, coming – yeah, big uh, – 
big well, season finale. Any uh, any predictions for what we might see in this final episode? Uh, big, I'll be sad when it's over. Big battle. I can predict on, uh, that. <laughs> big battle on the ship and cliffhanger. I think that's okay. pretty safe to uh, safe to assume. Jack, I think that they were teasing, you know, Baby Yoda or Grogu uh, calling out to, you know, other Force beings when he was sitting Ooh. up on the rock. So, might see some of uh, you know little uh, Luke Skywalker action. Right. Little space facts. Yeah, he's in a space facts. Right. <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> By the way, props to Jack for actually being able to remember the name without having to Google it like the rest of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like Gugon? Oh, no, that's the stuff uh, I put on my shoes. To be 14 and remember every obscure tiny character again, as I once <laughs> did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with Jack. I think uh, we're going to see some kind of uh, situation where at the last, you know, when everything's bad and it seems like there's no hope uh at the last minute maybe some jedi a jedi or some jedis are going to show up and perhaps and a new hope day. jedi <laughs> right 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 and i mean I they, they have kind be... of casted him is what i've heard or at least there's an actor that everybody in the world is saying this is a young mark hamill and he yeah. is connected to yeah. disney so right right i don't know his name jack do you know his name the guy who we're talking about here yeah sebastian stan Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> we, we just need him on call for all future Star Wars episodes. Right, exactly. Seriously. He's in our yes. encyclopedia. <laughs> and I thought he's I'm, our he's our yeah. grow Google. <laughs> right. Very nice. It very must be nice. interesting though, Jack, for for you because I, I certainly I think for Dave and myself and, and maybe Jason as well, though Jason was not as into Star Wars as a kid as as Dave and I were. Um, we certainly knew the stories and the characters, but but I don't think uh, maybe you did, uh, Dave. But I certainly didn't know the ins and outs of like the filmic universe, the actual universe that, like, I didn't really know actors' names so very well. I did, I wouldn't know if an actor was attached to Empire Strikes Back when it was coming out. But these are all things that are just out there for kids these days. And and Jack, you seem to know them all, so it's it's a different fandom than than what I experienced. Certainly, yeah, I think you know, partially. The internet is such prominent to blame, yes. right? As it, <laughs> as a new thing in this new era of Star Wars fans, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's you know when you're got you know days without uh weekends with no <laughs> deadlines to handle, or you know all you gotta worry about is you know y equals x plus b or Whatever, you know, you have lots of time on your hands. All right. Lots of time to Google Star Wars. Yeah. See, I thought it was, I, I was, it was a big deal back in the day for me that I knew like who Peter Mayhew was, you know, like, right. you know, that was, that was high level stuff, but that's nothing these days. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I much, mean, you you didn't so know potential casting announcements and, <laughs> right. and the fact that right. Bill Burr was not a fan of Star, Star Wars before being in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was so it was so much easier for them to contain information too. It, uh, well, and the whole marketing machine was different too. They use so much of that now to hype things up. Yeah. Who's attached and who's not, and you know, so it's, it's all very it's a, different. But it's a far uh, cry from sending Darth Vader to Kmart. 
Right. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and mailing away your proofs of purchase to oh, get yes. your uh, your Boba Fett action or your, yeah, your Boba Fett action figure back. <laughs> yep. yep. In the mail. I remember when that arrived. I was at my grandparents' house and it came and I was jumping for joy. Yeah. Yep. Me too. Me too. You were at my grandparents' house? That's creepy. Huh? Well, you were at my grandparents' house? That's that's not right. That's not right. I didn't want to say anything. Uh, do you guys re- do you guys remember like all the um, the fan magazines that would come out between the movies? The really thin ones that just, you know, were just there to get your money. They might have like one or two extra pictures, so you'd have mm-hmm. to like flip through and see if they were worth getting so you could cut out the pictures and put them on your wall Same and with, like, you have the, to beg uh, your mom for the annual you know, calendar cuz you might get a, right. a yeah. screenshot from the upcoming film. I remember there was a, I got one and it had like a picture from Return of the Jedi before the movie had come out and it was the coolest thing ever now i think they were called stills back then they weren't screenshots (laughs) yeah giant fold-out poster of darth vader that you had you know the staples and and all that stuff to get out and put in your put up on your wall finally dogs that are barking that aren't mine yeah that's great that would be dexter (laughs) my dog good name (laughs) yeah yeah is he a squirrel serial killer (laughs) Uh, he fancies himself a killer of everything alive that's not him, um, but he's just a bully. He's he's really not a tough guy. He likes to think he is, but he's he's not. He's he's pretty. He's Jack. How would you describe Dexter? Dexter is uh, he's probably the prime example of all talk. Uh, you know, <laughs> he he he, uh, he finds himself running at things, and then once they bark back, he'll run you know, right back at you in worry. Yeah. Yeah. So he is yeah. a bully. Yeah. He's a bully. You're right. He, he <laughs> folds any, any pushback and he folds, but uh, he's got a lot of bark in him as you just heard. So yeah, he's our dog and we love him despite him being a bully and kind of a jerk. <laughs> family. What can you do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's family. He's, he found us, you know, we rescued him. I don't know how many years ago now, Jack, six years, something like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's family. He's family. All right. Well, uh, Jack, thank you for joining us. You're welcome to stay or you can uh, you can pop off if you want to. We're going to talk about uh, some cybersecurity stuff. So if you want to stay and uh, add your commentary, you're welcome to, but don't feel obligated. <laughs> Okie dokie. Alrighty. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by, Jack. Either way, if you don't t- chime in or not, but uh, it was invaluable to have somebody else who knows more about Star Wars than these guys on for a change. <laughs> these kids, these today. super fans who <laughs> claim to know everything, and then it just shown up by the fourteen-year-old who comes. Now, let me explain something to you. Here. There's so much more to know now, though. Like, it's, right? I mean, uh, yeah. You like, I, I, so I can't. much. I can't even catch up with the animated series. Now I found out I have to play games to understand the full canon right, of the universe. Right. This is a full-time job. Right. Back now, in if the I day, started the Star was... Wars podcast and I could write everything off. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was hot stuff because I'd read Splinter of the Mind's Eye before uh-huh. Empire Strikes Back came out. And, yes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Shall we All do right. some uh, security then? Sure. Well, let's talk about what's going on with this whole solar winds kerfuffle. What's happening? Uh, so this is, uh, again, what we in the biz refer to as a big deal. Um, capital <laughs> B, capital D. Um, and so solar winds is a company that um, one of the products that they provide is called Orion. 
and it is a platform for controlling your servers, managing and controlling servers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a so, DevOps type yeah, of thing. Yeah, so imagine a imagine a dashboard. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, do, you know keeping an eye on all your servers, making sure they're up and running. Uh, can do things like reboot them, and uh, you know all, all that sort of day to day management kind of stuff. Provides you with one place to keep track of everything that's going on. Alerts you if there's something that needs your attention. Uh, you know, day to day, work a day kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So lots of people use this software. Lots of um, government organizations. Um, and it's originally sort of came to people's attention because this was part of the FireEye hack that we were talking about in the past what week or so. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and, and turn- it, it, just to clarify, Solar Winds Orion, it, it's just software; it's not hardware. They don't have like a network device or anything. I believe that is correct. I believe we're talking okay. about software here, but I am not. Gotcha. I honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. But I've I've not seen anything in the stuff that we've covered that talks about any hardware. Okay. So um, what has happened here is much like uh, what happened with Ukraine with that um, tax software where there was code injected in an update of the software. That's basically what happened here with SolarWinds Orion. Um, someone, and by someone we mean Russia <laughs> – Yes, Cozy Bear, um, correct? Cozy Bear, yep, which yeah. is typically the the quieter, stealthier uh, department bear. In, in, <laughs> bear, of the bears, right? There's Fancy Bear and Cozy Bear, and Cozy is the quieter one, t- tends to keep to uh, themselves more. So the suspicion is that uh, Cozy Bear inserted this software into one of the updates for SolarWinds Orion software. So when if you were someone who used the software, you would go to SolarWinds, you would update to the latest version. As part of that update, there would be code that would then, it's basically malware, it would install malware, reach out to a command and control server, um, and give them access to your network. Uh, and then basically it opens a back door. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so through right. that back door, now they can they, they have access to do whatever else it is that they want to do. Um, and customers of solar winds includes the Pentagon, the State Department, <laughs> NASA, NSA, the Postal Service, NOAA, the DOJ, um, the Office of the President. So nobody um, of note. <laughs> 425 of the fortune 500 um all of the uh all the top 10 telecommunications companies all five branches of the military I'm um, gonna, i'm gonna say somebody at fancy or cozy bear got uh got some extra rubles in their paycheck last month uh yeah i think so and um the folks at SolarWinds are saying that they think about 18,000 of their customers were potentially affected by this. Um, what's funny is they're sort of spinning that as a good thing because it could have been about twice that number, I think, <laughs> used the software, but only that number had, had updated to this version. Oh, so. God, somebody in PR <laughs> earned their check that week. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you lost your legs, but hey, you still got your head. Right, right. The good news is only 18,000 of our 36,000 customers are potentially exposed to this. Um, So these are early days for this breach. We don't really know the extent of it. 
um, or how bad it is, the degree to which they were already exfiltrating data or installing other stuff or whatever. Um, so this is a big uh, example of third-party risk and how this sort of thing can get into systems at all levels. Um, I think overall people are, I think, using this as an, as an example of this can happen to anybody. Um, I, I don't know that there's, there hasn't been a whole lot of finger pointing and people saying, ah, you, you know, you did the wrong thing or, or saying that solar winds was, uh, neglectful or anything right. like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, when we're talking about a nation state actor, uh, like cozy bear, they have the capabilities to do these sorts of things. Um, I think it's, uh, I, I guess I was going to say it's brazen, but, um, it's only brazen at the point where it's discovered, right? I mean, they were just, right. we don't know how long it's been in there. Um, so I'm sure we have kind been... of a, we have a window that we know that it's been in there from when the update went out. So correct. Yeah. You know, we true. do have, we do at least have some kind of timeline with the window. Now, the interesting thing is that this is coming out like, you know, now with the administration switch that it's kind of odd timing it's like why didn't they wait a bit until they're you know oh you know what it is that's what i was thinking about okay so you know the cantaloupe loses and then they're like okay well he's not gonna he's not our friend anymore we don't really need him to protect us for anything so let's just go to town and then they then they screwed up and got caught but yeah yeah i mean i i wonder how much of this is um because FireEye discovered it yeah. Put the word out, and then they started looking for it, mm. and now cat's out of the bag, and and here it is. Right. My my impression is this was very stealthy, um, and uh, was was running very quietly. Yeah, um, everything I've read about it is like these guys were like they weren't rushing to do anything. They covered their tracks. They were very meticulous about how they actually used the exploit. It wasn't like, right. hey, we're in. Let's just start trying to get Bitcoin scams. You know, right, like, <laughs> right. And that's and that's Cozy Bear versus Fancy Bear. Cozy Bear is the reputation for being quiet, and Fancy Bear has the the reputation for kind of being more of the bull in the china shop. He, um, more, Fancy Bear, the way the easy way to think about it is Fancy Bear is more like Fozzie Bear. <laughs> very nice very, so, I'll have to take that to my editorial team <laughs> uh, just a, a quick question about why this was so big is Solar Winds and Orion in particular like the only game in town why were so many people using one product yeah that's a good question I, I don't know the answer to that um, it could be that they were kind of um, think about a company like Salesforce you know when you're when you're at a certain Too big level, to fail. well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when of. you're at a certain level, uh, you, you may not have a whole lot of competition. And how many, how many, um, comp how many providers do there need to be of uh, server management yeah. at this level? Well, and, and, and if um, you're yeah. once you get into the government stuff, because my my uncle actually did a lot of work with the government, you have to get vetted and do all this paperwork every year. You can't just yeah. sell your goods to the government. So it could be a case of this is the company that went for that market, did all the yep. did all that yeah. stuff, and all of a sudden got the clearances. They're, they're, yeah, then and... they're the de facto providers. So yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing just to head off uh, anything that people are hearing, uh, because as with these things, um, the conspiracy theorists all start their engines. 
And there are already folks who are saying that um, one of the voting system companies used SolarWinds software, um, right. which is true, but they did not use the Orion software, which was the software that was right. cracked so or, or infiltrated. So um, there's, I don't think there's anything to this notion that – Trump there could the be any trouble with the election as a result of this. There, there, there seems there's no evidence of anything like that. So if you hear those conspiracy theories coming along, there's nothing to them that we know of so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good so, to know. All right. well, I, I guess the other thing is, um, you know, the question of how does this affect me? Uh, and the answer is probably not very much. Um that we know of so far, it, this is espionage. So, yeah. um, this is spy versus spy. Um, this is what they do. So we'll see if there's any response. We'll see if there's any, I mean, this isn't, this isn't considered criminal, you know, because it's, it's espionage. We do it to them. They do it to us. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll kick some, um, some Russians out of the U S or do something diplomatic like that. But, um, I guess hack them back, hack them back. If we aren't already, I mean, I'm sure we are probably (laughs) are. Yeah. So, um, the game is afoot. It's an interesting one. A heck of a way to end a heck of a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Talking about a cherry on top. Yeah, I did include a link. Um, uh, the uh, journalist Kim Zetter has a nice explainer thread on Twitter that really lays out some of the basics in a way that's really easy to understand. So uh, she's a really good writer. Uh, always recommend her stuff. So we'll have that in the links as well. Very cool. Awesome. I bet you were hoping for a slow couple of weeks heading into Christmas, Dave. These, you know, these guys kept I was you busy. When, <laughs> when, this, when news of this, I was sitting on my couch uh, with a cocktail in hand when on Sunday night, when news of this started to break and it, it quickly became apparent that this wasn't just some small little breach. And um, I was sitting there going, oh. how much you know what how how, so i just started started reading up on it um but we'll see um this is i think it's going to be slow moving because it's not like it's making its way around the world and shutting down systems and ransoming things and things are going offline and it's you know it's not like um uh, what was um, not, uh, not Petya? Petya or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it's Nyet-ya. not like that. Yeah, right, right. I always like yet, yeah, better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I did too. I did too. So, all right. Well, on that happy note, yeah, we'll see you again next week, Dave. All right. Very good. Well, have a good week. Thank you for uh, indulging me and having uh, young Jack on the show. He was very much looking forward to it. It was a pleasure to hear from Furry Jr. (laughs) Yes, it was a pleasure. And it was nice to have somebody knowledgeable about Star Wars on the show. Baby Furry. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Media Candy. Somebody linked this to me on Twitter, and I just thought it was pretty funny. I finished watching Star Trek The Next Generation and decided to double down on being a nerd and analyze the scripts over seven seasons. <laughs> and it's a series of graphs that are pretty funny. And they go, uh, you know, average warp factor per season, 
which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when were they in a hurry? Episodes with alien race races mentions versus seasons. So you can see which ones. Stardate versus episode number, which I don't get that one. Uh, crew total lines versus season. So you can see who had the most lines per season. So you can skip uh, the Wesley season. Uh, yeah, I think everybody can <laughs> skip that one. Oh, uh, God, Will fucking Wheaton. I and, love Will uh, Wheaton, but goddamn, they did not write that character very well. Well, let's talk about Will Wheaton for a second here, because uh, I'm going to move this up the list because fuck Discovery, man. I cannot like that show. Uh, I, I, the mirror universe, you, you just jumped forward in time. You're exploring this amazing concept and timeline, and then you go back to the fucking mirror universe. Mary Universe and time travel. And this is, I remember I asked you, how is she going to get back to do that other show? Well, this is the lead in for yep. that. Now, here's why we, we're going to get back to Will fucking Wheaton again for a second here is because I went to go, I got my days off, you know, on when the new episodes launch because I can't remember if it's Wednesday because it used to be Wednesday and now it's Thursday, blah, blah, blah. I go pop it up. It says Discovery, next episode. I click it and it takes me to the ready room with yes. Will Wheaton. <laughs> Have you watched that? No, I don't. I don't watch wrap up shows ever. Okay, um, I don't either anymore. And but it it took me five seconds, I think, to almost drop my beer and dive for the remote. It was so annoying. <laughs> it was just like I I I don't know what happened to him. I mean, it's bad. You well, should just watch the first fifteen twenty I'm seconds. Sure it follows, and you'll see. I'm sure it follows the very specific formula of the wrap up shows. And I, I, I know you, you do not have a wife, so you have not been subjected to watching the wrap up shows for any of the Real Housewives. I've I have, seen them. I've I seen have, them. So yes, I, I know what to expect from these sorts of shows. <laughs> it's not that, Brian. It's not that. It's Will's exuberance for nerddom. Oh well. That, that's on. what I'm talking Dude. about. It has nothing to do with the wrap-up. I like, I like watching The Talking Dead. You know, I like watching The Talking Dead more than I liked watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> so it's not the wrap-up show. It's Will Wheaton himself and his faux ebullience when the show starts. You just not, have to I'm see it sure to understand what faux. I'm talking I about. I think it. it's Will Wheaton. He is who he uh, is, man. He, I mean, God, watch <laughs> his, look at his Twitter feed. He gets excited about fucking board games. <laughs> that's true i think he's excited about having a job and getting paid which well, you know i guess i guess i would be that excited too. <laughs> uh, okay mystery solved mystery right. solved <laughs> and i found another awesome reddit uh reddit stream here i guess with subreddits or comment i i Whatever never know the terminology <laughs> with reddit because it's just like completely different from everything else um it is joe rogan fans learn how shitty spotify is and it is a massive thread on how crappy spotify's interface is and i just loved it <laughs> it's pretty bad i uh, did you see uh, this was actually breaking news i th- I saw it late last night and I didn't put it in the show notes because whatever, but just to continue with Spotify's podcasting, did you see that they got the former prince and princess uh, to do an exclusive holiday podcast? Oh, who gives a fuck? I know. (laughs) People do. I I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they also thought Michelle Obama's show was going to do gangbusters and they couldn't get the money or like the numbers up to pay her the money to get, you know, the buyout. So they actually had to release it to the world. So I think uh, that, that, that whole experiment might might not really be working as well as they thought it would. Um, I did watch Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults on HBO Max, mm-hmm. not on my Roku, because well, I had to watch it on my Look at that TV. beautiful URL for the show. Oh, isn't it great? They need to fix that. Isn't it great? I mean, it's like, I think they're using the same software that uh, Apple TV Plus is using. I really do. 
And I love that it's uh, it's HBOMax.com slash series slash earn, like as in where you put the dead bodies. Yep. Colon HBO colon series colon GX seven two Q U it reads like an Amazon title it's great uh, I do want to uh, quick uh, shout out though to uh, Steve Hassan who's in it he's uh, a cult expert that I know from the Jordan Harbinger show and uh, a really good guy and he was in it quite a bit and did a really good job in it but uh, there were some things in there that I didn't really remember about Heaven's Gate in the fact that Nichelle Nichols's brother is one of the guys that killed himself yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. Believe it or not, though, the website's still up. You can still go to heavensgate.com and all their bullshittery is still there. And you can listen to Will Wheaton delightedly talking about it on one of his wrap-up shows. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Too I much? Did, I did, yeah, I, I know. I did do some research after this because we were like, whatever happened to that house that they killed themselves in? Mm-hmm. And uh turns out the neighbors all pitched in and bought it <laughs> and bulldozed it oh. and even changed the name of their street. Good. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Uh, I finished. Uh, I, I basically binged and finished The Queen's Gambit. Um, it is every bit as good as everyone says it is. Really? It was absolutely phenomenal. Jason, you will love Shit. it. You will love it. Uh, it's really fucking good. I know we don't do uh we don't like do year end wrap ups or anything, but I, I this is in my top three shows of the year. Hands God down. Damn it. Hands down. <laughs> like it's 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 this, it's Ted Lasso, and uh I was gonna put Picard in, but I'm not so sure. I don't know. Nah, Picard's not in my top Picard ten. Picard isn't even. in my top ten, yeah. But yeah. uh but this this definitely is, dude. You gotta watch it. It's I'm, really, I'm halfway through episode really two. I just by the that time slow at night, start. I just, slow start. Okay, when does it pick up? Like uh, which by end of episode two, episode three. When she gets a little bit older, as soon as she gets okay. out, it's really good. Yeah, I need to get rid of the past this kid shit. I'm like, okay, I know she had a shitty childhood. Let's get onto the chess. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it was phenomenal. I was really sad that it was over. Okay, well, I will. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Ups and doodads. We got a Big Sur update. We did? We did. I did it last night. Oh, I didn't even see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it seems to have uh, sped things up considerably. Although you're about to talk about a story that might have helped too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got this as a hat tip to friend of the show, Eric Hunley. Uh, I've, I found this fantastic. Uh First, there's a YouTube video called Is Chrome Killing Your MacBook? Now, Betteridge would say no, it's not. But the YouTube video says yes. The YouTube video says yes. And there's a website called chromeisbad.com. And this comes from acclaimed developer Lauren Brichter. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure if I, unless I've gotten it confused, Lauren Brichter is the one who uh, pioneered Pull to Refresh. Because uh, he had that app Tweety that was then bought by Twitter, and yep. then everybody got pulled to refresh, and then they patented it, and then let the patent go to the world. Um, I, but I believe that was Lauren, and uh, but it's been a long time, and I'm old. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think he's made up for it in here. But basically, what he's saying is that there's a process that goes along with Chrome that sits in the background that you can't see an activity monitor that's always updating, like checking and updating Chrome and Google products for you, and. If you, you have to uninstall Chrome and make sure this Keystone thing is gone. And the one process that peaks up is like the Windows server. And that was one of the things that's always been running on my computers all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? And it, but here's the problem. It doesn't happen when Chrome is running. That's why it's been so hard to figure out. And he has figured it out. I uninstalled Chrome on every 
computer but one of mine. Oh my god. It's incredible. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's incredible. Yep. Yeah, Chrome has been screwing us up for so long. It's like my 16-inch $4,000 MacBook Pro when I got it out and got everything installed and it just is a dog and I'm like what the hell is going on got rid of Chrome brand new machine yeah I, t- I wiped Chrome as well when I saw this and it was instant like on that next reboot I was like oh my god everything is running so much faster and then yeah. the Big Sur update made it even faster I'm like I, I'm, I don't need to buy a new laptop for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> oh good good uh, except my m1 machine gets here uh first oh, week of, of january so i gotta I, I have to i didn't want to but i have to yeah gotta try no uh, they say eric Hudley got one too and he's like this thing is the fastest machine i've ever had and he runs on battery all day long and, and then like he immediately 15%. installed chrome yeah <laughs> he's but he he's the he, the first one that tried it and said you're not gonna believe it do it and because here's the other thing that I was going to talk about today was that I have switched to Safari because I thought the problem was in Vivaldi. And there were some issues that I was having with Vivaldi uh, on Big Sur. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, ah, you know what? Let's just try Safari and go back to it. Give it a go. The one nice thing about Safari is the fact that all my bookmarks sync on every single device I have. Yep. With Without doing anything. Yep. The downside is... You got to use Safari. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. You, you told me you were doing it, so I actually put Safari back in my in my uh, little bar here so I could actually see it and remember that I have it. I've launched it a few times. I even imported over my bookmarks from Vivaldi in the hopes uh-huh. that I'm going to switch to Safari. Now that I got rid of Chrome and my Vivaldi's working fine, I don't, I'm not switching. I'm not going to do Safari. No, no. <laughs> if Big Sur, if this Big Sur update fixes Vivaldi, I'm going back to it. Because, um, yeah, the 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 UX is terrible. If you're using one password and the built-in Apple saved passwords, you have multiple competing dialogues popping up over your form fields, which will drive you crazy. So you have to pick one. Yep. So I picked, of course, one password because that is the winner. And uh, so now I have to like, if there's a password that I had in my keychain that I have to go back and find, it's a pain <laughs> in the balls. But um, yeah, okay, I'm going to check out this Big Sur update for sure. Yeah, Vivaldi seems to be working fine for me, and I'm, I'm just sticking with it for now. It's, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I, can't, I can't stomach Safari. <laughs> no, no. And unfortunately, I have to keep Chrome on at least one machine because to publish this show, I have to use Chrome for one of the one of the things that we do like the dynamic ad placement marker Ugh. only works in chrome of course drives me crazy <laughs> uh, so fix that art 19 pretty please with sugar on top and since we've got all these USB-C devices now i noticed that all my uh, western digital you know hard drives mm-hmm. that i use for backups and all this stuff they you know it's the, they're the old ones they're the USB3s with that that wacky plug that yep. uh, only goes to USB2 so i'm like okay you know what? I need to I need to consolidate all these things and get to a USB C drive. So I went and did a little research. Mm-hmm. By research, I mean I went to Amazon and put in <laughs> four terabyte passport. And what's the first one that came up? And then I ordered it. Right. <laughs> That's it. I just wanted a USB C portable hard drive from Western Digital because those passports work forever. So I got the WD4TB My Passport Ultra for Mac Silver Portable External Hard Drive USB-C, and I'm going to save you the time on the rest of it. But uh, four terabyte drive USB-C, faster than shit. 
Uh, $116.45. My God, four terabytes for $116. I can't <laughs> wait is, until they is, come out the old, with the, yeah. the 40 yeah. terabyte drive just so they can call it the WD-40. <laughs> nice. It's going to be awesome. I know. Every time, every time us old people, like, you know, put up a new hard drive that's cheaper than the last one. It's just like, do you remember in my day? <laughs> but I tell you what, though, the joy still doesn't stop when I see. I just bought four terabytes for 115 bucks. That's amazing. I <laughs> uh, can't, can't recommend this drive enough. What I, I needed it for was for a time machine so I can take it around to my different machines. And whatever machine I'm working on, I just plug do it the in. the backups, yeah. So it's, so it's just doing the backups while I'm working and then just switch machines. So um, it's one of the bigger ones, but it is powered by USB-C. Quiet as can be, uh, 115 bucks for terabytes. No fucking brainer. <laughs> hey, uh, adding to cart. <laughs> exactly. And if you wanted to buy, you can either buy, what would that be? Uh, let's say, well, uh, 16 terabytes, or you can buy a new pair of Apple headphones. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, the AirPods Max are out and they're as silly as everybody thinks they are. Uh, well, not, I mean, why are we surprised? Because they did make a deal with Beats. And Beats were the most ridiculous overpriced bullshit headphones ever. So, Oh, and they're so uncomfortable. Yeah. Can't wear them. Uh, but, I mean, if you really want, you know, a 10-chip uh, computer in each ear, uh, nine, nine total microphones, nine microphones, in, nine in a, in times. In a pair of headphones. Yes. <laughs> in a pair of headphones. Yes. <laughs> and the digital crown. The mm. digital crown. Um, yeah, I did whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I think the best part about this, though, is some of the other articles that came out. And this one surprised me. This is at the next web. The AirPods Max case is an abomination and an insult. <laughs> and at the top, it says proof that the only thing Apple gives a fuck about is your bank account. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, let me uh, let me read this article. Thinking it was, you know, for the case. Well, it's not about the case. It's about the upsells that Apple has been doing mm -hmm. constantly. Uh, and yes, the the case for the airpods max is a bra and it's stupid and it's silly and it covers all the wrong things <laughs> you know let's uh let's protect the big metal pieces that are made of titanium and aluminum and just leave the strap out there to the wind whatever but uh yeah it's a, it's a really good article about it's like okay now you don't get power bricks now next time it'll be cables and all this other crap it's just different ways that they can upsell you on other shit like dongles Yep. Speaking of upselling, you're you're not getting the iPhone uh, 12, are you? I'm still using your iPhone 8, and it works just fine for me. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, this came out with the new uh, iOS update, and I saw this over at Wired. How to use Pro Raw on your iPhone 12 Pro? Love that. Love that you can actually get raw now out of the iPhone 12 Pro and Pro <laughs> Max and Pro Maxi Pad. Yes. Uh, I've had to use uh, Filmic Pro to get raw on uh, the iPhone since it makes a huge difference on um, your image quality if you're going to be using them for anything other than Instagrammy or whatnot. But if you actually need good quality images out of your phone, you want to save it in raw and then bring it into Lightroom or whatever and fix it up. So this is cool that they finally put this in as, uh, you know, just a base feature, which you're never going to get because you don't care. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, I, I, I could just hear you in the back. <laughs> it's it's like you thought you were talking to somebody who cares about photography. Ah, forget. I forget. Seth's not on the show <laughs> this time. Seth. Just you. <laughs> no. Uh, last app that I tried was Otter Transcriptions mm -hmm. at otter.ai. Because mm -hmm. uh, for some work that I'm doing, I had to have some good transcription stuff going. And did you get so good I, transcription? 
it's pretty fucking good. Cool. I got to say, I, I've been using Descript, that app that yeah. uh, that overcharges you and uh, was done by the guy that did uh, Groupon, which, you know, I, I, I hate Descript so much. And they charged me for another year without even giving me a notice that they were going to charge me. So I'm stuck with it and they won't give you a refund because they're a bunch of fucking assholes. So that was – and you run out pretty quick on your, your transcription. So I'm looking around. I'm looking at Rev. Rev's too expensive. It's like a bucking – fucking change a minute mm-hmm. trent is decent i've used that in the past and there's a couple other ones out there and I, I just gave otter a try and with otter i pay 20 bucks a month you get 100 hours of transcription all right and here's the kicker it's got a great interface it's really easy to remap the the speakers mm-hmm and if you just go through the beginning of the transcript and get all the speakers kind of lined up, you click a button that says rematch, and they're like, okay, come back in 10, 15 minutes, and we'll give you a new version of it. After that first pass, when I go back, it's almost flawless with how it how it breaks up the the people talking. It's amazing. Cool. And for 20 bucks. So since I did all my research with the other stuff, I'm slapping all the Grumpy Old Geeks uh, shows through there. So um We've got we're going to have transcriptions going up with the other ones, and they are labeled at the bottom of the show notes. You have to go to the website for it. If you're on Patreon, you still have to go grab those from the show notes. It is labeled like ridiculously bad ML <laughs> transcript. So we're not saying that this is is you know it, it's, it's not, not it's great. not canon. <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, it's actually kind of amusing if you want to have a beer and read along at home. But you know, for uh, ML transcripts and the price, fuck, it's great. I got to say, just in principle, I'm not entirely sure I want these things out there to be Googled into the big uh, internet bot and have some mistranslation of something I said attributed to me forever. That's why I labeled it as, as yeah, ridiculously like, I'm sure Google will, uh, will keep that label in mind. Well, we do have an audio archive of it right next to it that somebody can actually listen to. So yes, we have pr- people proof do, is in the pudding. People do research. Hey, hey, man, then we can sue them for slander. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I don't think we can sue them for slander for libel? something published on our own Never. website. Shh. We can fix it in post. <laughs> There's a lot of holes in this theory here, Jason. <laughs> Just don't tell that asshole lawyer down in San Diego. <laughs> we'll be fine. Moron of the week. Our moron of the week this week is Jason for putting fucking transcripts on <laughs> could say anything on our site. Okay, anyways. No, uh, I'm a huge fan of the IFL Science site. Uh, If you're not a regular viewer, you should be. And uh, I won't get too into this. Um, The story is every bit as life-affirming and wonderful as you think it would be from the title. White supremacists taking ancestry tests aren't happy about the results. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great read. All (laughs) righty. Did they get a transcript? Probably. I said I was white. Not not white. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that's going to be transcribed. Wonderful. Well, the Zodiac Killer is in a a bunch of hot water. Oh, wait, they haven't caught him yet. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the cipher has been deciphered, which I thought was pretty fun after all of these years. Not very helpful. Uh, Not very helpful at all. No, we just found out that he doesn't know how to spell paradise. No, no, unless he actually has a pair of dice. <laughs> Maybe Joe, start man, looking got, at gotta... <laughs> start looking at dice stores. Yeah, Joe, man, I got this pair of dice. They dope, man. Come on over, play some dice. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're getting goofy. Anyway, I just thought it was fun. <laughs> okay. And there's some cool space news. Uh, Solar System Superhighway could speed up space travel. Future deep space missions might take as long as you think. Researchers have discovered that there is a network of routes and routes, depending on what part of the country you're from, that will let <laughs> probes and other spacecrafts travel outward at a quicker pace. It's kind of cool. I thought this would be much bigger news. I thought this would be on CBS, but no. Uh, porn. Buried in, in science <laughs> There's no news. porn in space. <laughs> so yeah, they, they've actually found that there are basically pathways through our solar system that let us travel faster. Interestingly enough, they all start in Texas. <laughs> no, can you go faster than light? Is this no, no, what? no? no. It's, it's going to take like something that used to take a hundred years will could take ten basically. So asteroids. <clears throat> so like they found out asteroids near Jupiter, for example, could reach Neptune's distance in less than ten years and one hundred astronomical units, about three times Nep Nep Neptune's distance from the sun in a hundred <laughs> years. Spacecraft would theoretically be faster. So. It gets okay. super sciencey. It's worth a read, though. Very cool. Alrighty. Feedback loop. Over at Patreon, we've got Steve. Steve. Fucking Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Over at PayPal, we've got Ralph, Mark, Michael, Justin, Linda, Sean, Nathaniel, Andrew, Logan, Raj, and Natalie. Thank you oh all no! So much. Martin's did not. Uh, his stocks did not perform this week. I, I guess uh -oh. not. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's a significant chunk of our revenue that we lost. I there. know. <laughs> God, man, we might be going under. Damn yep. market. <laughs> uh, and over at GOG.show, Barrett wrote in one of the best Trump deep fake videos ever. Link is in the show notes. It was amusing. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And Peter writes in, check out the comply memory foam tips for AirPods Pro. Just got mine last week. Definitely feel the difference and they are more stable. I haven't then taken them out for a run yet, but they stick in the ear much better than the, the default Apple ones. And that's at complyfoam.com. I've, I've noticed on my Apple AirPods Pro that the little clicker stops working a lot of the time now. So hmm. might have to take those back in, but they don't fall out of my ear right now, which is a good thing. All right. And Neil writes in, saw this news article pop up and immediately thought of Brian. Canada is really going to shit since his arrival. Keep up the good work, guys. Love the show. And while once a week is less grumping, it means every episode has a bitner, which makes the week a bit brighter. Yeah, well, a bitner brighter. <laughs> and this is a Ontarian leaves package of poop on porch, and it apparently got stolen only 40 minutes later. And I have nice. we are Even our neighbors when we moved in said, you know, especially around this time of year, a lot of people just wander around and grab packages. So get them right away. Yep, definitely. Get those ring doorbells. No, thank you. <laughs> Justin writes in, love your show. Listen every week. I imagine you've seen things like this before, but thought I'd pass it along just in case. Good holiday fun. I bet they don't have this in Canada. Go freedom. And this is from Rage Industries. It's uh, basically one of the, it's a rage room yep. where you get to go break a bunch of stuff. Yep. Well, we have those stupid things here in Canada too, so. I have a okay. link in the show notes for Battle Sports, which has their own rage room. And interestingly enough, a website uh, for a company that didn't bother to brand their website name at all. The URL is webdesign.sheriddank.on.ca. And I haven't seen this in a long time. Slash, oh, man. Uh, what do we call those? Little it's a tilled. Tilled. Tilled brown mad slash service underscore website underscore Maddie slash home dot HTML. So nice. some good branding there. <laughs> Woo, doggy. But yes, we have them. Henry writes in in regards to the Mandalorian show ever using the word Slave One to describe Boba Fett's ship. If you listen to Mandalorian episode 14 using the English sound description audio setting, the narrator calls the ship Slave One. It is worth a 
re-listening to episodes in that audio mode. They sound like great audio books. I bet they're using one of those shitty AI translations. <laughs> <laughs> and they never actually said slave one. And somebody's going to get sued. No. <laughs> Ralph writes in, hi, Grumps. Hope all is well. Here's my nominee for this week's latest Sign of the Times Award, courtesy of the New York Times. And it's an article titled, Bad Sex in Fiction Award is Cancelled as 2020 was Bad Enough. <laughs> oh, yes. A sad day indeed. Anyway, stay healthy, stay grumpy, and be careful out there. Will do. Uh, I guess we're sliding into the holidays because uh, not a lot of feedback and no iTunes reviews. Actually, we need to talk about that. We 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 need our our break is coming up. We'll talk about that off the air. If you want your question or comment, <laughs> right, I'm like break. Right Where's on the a break? Show. I don't know. I, can't we take at least a week off here? If you want your question or comment read right on the show, head over to gog.show/contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show/review and toss us a five star and snarky review. You, you didn't come up with something funny, so I'll just read it as is. And if you think about it and you're using Overcast, click the little star next to the episode. Jason's notes, something funny. I, I'm busy this morning, man. My second show of the day. And I I'm sure the coffee. AI transcript will fix it. Closing shout outs. Sad news in this week's closing shout outs. Tommy Tiny Lister is dead at 62. You may remember him as the president in The Fifth Element, among many, many, many other movies. I, I saw the news. headlines and I thought he was a rapper. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> and Eric Engstrom, one of the pioneers behind Direct X, has died at 55, which mm. is crazy. Yeah. Too, way too young. And uh, speaking to somebody that wasn't too young, though, <laughs> John Le Carr, uh, he died at 89. He was one of my favorite authors. He wrote uh, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, and many, many other ones. But the, the George Smiley series was fantastic. Highly recommend those. Never read until. Him. Oh, really? Yeah, I should, oh, I guess. I don't see you as a spy guy. I'm not really into those kind of books. That's the thing. Yeah, but you saw the movie Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, yes. right? Yes, that was good. Okay. Yeah, the books are kind of like that. They're slow like that, too. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are if you like that kind of slow burn, but you think a lot, and, and I love the George Smiley books. They're really good. Cool. Anyway, until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schillmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. The show is a labor of love, but your support keeps the show going. If you like the show, please visit GOG.show slash donate to help us out. We'll love you forever. Or visit GOG.show slash shop and pick up some good old-fashioned GOG swag. If you can't do that, please pass the show along to a friend. Word of mouth is the only way the show grows, so spread the grump far and wide. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 488, along with the abysmal AI translations. From there, you can find <laughs> links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, buy our swag, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy, or whatever that got translated as. Stay rumpy. Great. Contributed to Brian Schulmeister. First result on Google search.